Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Houston football, and I think Houston victory. The Houston Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we hope to be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave. This is episode number 153 of Raiders Fan Radio and uh, no RFR live this week, so we won't be uh, live on the YouTubes, but we are here in the Fan Cave, uh, myself, and uh, you know, you know, I don't really care to do podcast selfies, uh, which is uh, uh, always... Uh, uh, always made nicer when I do have to do a podcast selfie because we just dip into the sea of fans mailbag like what we're going to do tonight but uh, I'm glad to not be doing this with just me and you and the sea of fans but also riding shotgun uh, the man who that adorns the southern annex of the western annex of the Murph's fan cave desk welcome to the show swag Jeff yeah let's go let's go thanks for having me back man and and yeah yeah you don't need to do a selfie no 
No, no absolutely we, not. We can, I can do a selfie with you in it. Yeah, yeah. But is that really called a selfie? I don't know. Is it like a like a like a dually? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you call that. I don't know. But I'm glad you're here. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. glad to be here. Glad to be here. And and yeah, episode 153 of Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, it's just gonna be a, just we're gonna dip in the sea of fans a little bit. That's it. Just kind of like a little intimate journey through the sea yeah. of fans mailbag. You know, that's just kind of like nice, simple lines intertwining. Just. Just a nice little mosey, well, you know yeah. what I mean? Because there's, we're not going to get all excited and fired up and all angry and you know all the venom and all the things that happen when you crap the bed against yeah, the freaking Titans. Yeah, but except that we can. Oh, jeez, man. Yeah, that was my ex girlfriend, man. She's pissing me off, uh, dude. <laughs> pissing me off, bro. Hey, she she came back and was looking all hot. Oh yeah, my she gosh. did. Yeah, and then fought your yeah, new girlfriend a, yeah, and whipped her ass. <laughs> yeah, she got a facelift named Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Good grief! Oh my gosh, man, that was rough. That was rough. But so it was. Uh, so, anyways, no R- no RFR live tonight. Uh, Uncle Mosh isn't with us, so Jeff and I are just going to jump in. We're going to do your voicemails. Uh, We'll talk about the game and the other such events of Raider Nation as sure. we go through the voicemails. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. RFR Nation will have plenty to say. Absolutely. So, plenty to say. Uh, just to do a little bit of housekeeping to let you know what we're going to look like through the next little bit uh, for those of you that, uh, that care to know. Uh, so today is uh, December 10th, and uh, we're going to release this show for this week. Uh, I will have a Mondays with Mikey and Murph for you. Uh, also, next uh, Monday... Uh, and then Mosh and I will be in the fan cave to do RFR proper on the 18th. Uh, then Christmas week, we're going to take off. And then uh, the last game of the season for the Raiders is the 29th. And I believe all three of us will be back in uh, to do RFR live. Yeah. Maybe not on that Wednesday, which is New Year's Day, but maybe the day after. Maybe sure. like Thursday or something. Sure. Uh, both, or, or not both, but um, all three of our work schedules tend to calm down uh, during that week, and we think that uh, it would be a good idea for us to get on and kind of do maybe a little season wrap-up kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who knows? Maybe there's a slight chance that we could be talking about playoffs, but odds are we're just going to be talking about the conclusion uh, of the 2019 season. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, so anyway, so thank you to all, all of those of you that have contacted the show this week. Uh, if you would also help us by subscribing to this show, the audio podcast of this show, which you can find on any podcast service just by searching Murph's Fan Cave. That's M-U-R-F-S Fan Cave. And that will get you all of the Murph's Fan Cave shows which is this one, the flagship show Raiders Fan Radio. That gets you the audio version of Mondays with Mikey and Murph. That gets you the Fan Club Blitz. That gets you Tales from the Nation. And then now we uh, will also include Mojo's Pod Show. In yeah. There. So five shows for the price Holy of one cow. subscription. Yeah, it's amazing. You it's amazing. You can't beat that and it's all no, free. No, anyway, you so. got the five-finger discount. You got the five-finger discount. Yeah, so. we do. So definitely support us in that way, and then check us out live, usually every Wednesday, uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash MurphsFanCave. All right, so there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of housekeeping for you. I appreciate those of you, as always, for the support. Uh, you can contact the show anytime at uh, 909-345-3346 and leave us a voicemail, and that's where we get these voicemails for the Sea of Fans mailbag. Yes. And then you can also email us, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. But before we get into all of that, Swaggo, you always tie back our episode number to something significant. I do. In Raider Nation. And what you got this week? I do. So episode 153 of Raiders Fan Radio, we are going to take it back to the year 1973. Ooh. 1973 in his sophomore season, everyone's favorite, number 21, Cliff Branch. Nice. 
He averaged 15.3 yards per reception, and this is the his sophomore season, right before he went all goat for the Raiders. <laughs> so that, yeah, so he got it. He he dipped his his toe in the water and got a, a you know got acclimated to it, and then he just went all goat for the rest of his career. Oh, that's awesome, yeah, man. man! Good job, good yeah. job. Any any opportunity we have to celebrate celebrate Cliffy around here, we yeah. will definitely do it. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. man. Uh, unless you got anything else, hit him with some contact info, and then let's get into the sea of fans. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh, he twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He throws. It is. (laughs) All right. As I mentioned a couple minutes ago, there are the two best ways to get in touch with us here at Raiders Fan Radio is to send us an email show at RaidersFanRadio.com, or you can call us, 909-345-3346, and if we play your message three times uh, or we read an indefinite amount of your emails, we will then refer to you as what we call a made man or a made woman. It means you're just kind of part of the inner circle, man. Everybody that listens and participates is part of the team, but you become like uh, a member of the, the short list of the Capos captain list there uh, by doing that. So appreciate uh, those of you that contacted us uh, this week. And so, Jeff, let's start off with some emails uh who do you got first yeah so so first off we got tampa raider and and i would just like to disclaim this email or this email reading by swag jeff that there is no uncle mosh tonight there is no Vinny tonight there is no swag dad tonight so you're gonna be stuck with old swaggo for some email <laughs> read which i know makes everyone think <laughs> and when i stumble you hear gruden say we're running out of time my life is running out of <laughs> lifespan but Needless to say, do you need some words of affirmation? No, no, I, I read some this morning on my mirror. <laughs> 
Jeff, you're a good reader. Yeah, yeah, you is a good reader. <laughs> you is a good reader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't yell any Billy Madisons at you. This yeah, week. please don't. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Tampa Wait. Raider. Oh, you're already going to start. No, I was just going to say I need to come up with that soundbite yeah, just do. so I can play that for you. Yeah, you Instead do. Instead of me saying it, then I'll... But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. I'm derailing us. Yeah, so Tampa Raiders. So since I was a wee little lad in, back in 84, the Raiders have been my team. Uh, living in Tampa and at the same time bleeding in silver and black has been hell. Uh, it was the Super Bowl here in Tampa, and it was our first as a city. I remember everyone talking about it and how they hated the Raiders. My family and I all got together to watch it. Uh, people even cheered when the Redskins took the field and booed when the Raiders came out. And I believe, uh, I believe the crowd also booed. Uh, I played football as a kid and never rooted for any team at that age. Uh, throughout the game, I kept hearing folks on TV and my family say how mean, ruthless, and just nasty these Raiders were. Well, that's it. Uh, this was the team I was rooting for. And still loyal for, I guess, about 40 years now. And let me tell you how much it sucked uh, when all the other teams beat us in the next Super Bowl that just happened to be in Tampa. Hell, I still get it. And every time Oakland comes to Tampa, we win. But I still hear it. So my question is, what do you think that I might be? You think I might be the damn curse that's keeping us from greatness? <laughs> uh, I mean, since that run in the night from Marcus Allen, we haven't held that trophy. Anyway, Carr is great. Tell folks to lay off him. Uh, also, not too many people in the media talk about his leadership or just how good of a guy he really is. His brother does. Well, you know. Uh, but <laughs> love your show, guys. Hope Uncle Mosh got stitches. For, uh, got the stitches out from that split. Uh, keep on trucking, dudes. <laughs> and like I said a few weeks ago, we dwell on a different mountain. They can have Rushmore. Tampa Raider out. Nice. Good job, Tampa Raider. Yeah, yeah. Good call, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. And no, I do not think you are the curse. No, absolutely not. And, and you know, yeah. It's, it's funny how timing lines up with your life. You know, with the last time the Raiders were in the Super Bowl was 2002. And, and uh, just, you know, it's funny how you can link certain things back to, absolutely. to different moments. You know, and it's, uh, anyways, it's, it's kind of funny how we do that as fans. Or be yeah. like, you know, like, oh, I, knew, I wore a different jersey today. And yeah. the Raiders lost, so I better go back. Or yeah, like, you got to do your due diligence to, yeah, to, to, you know, support the team in your way. Yeah, exactly. Or like Uncle Mosh and I, like, we never watched games downstairs. We always watched them up here in the fan cave. Yeah. And then, like, we watched, for just whatever reason, we ended up watching a couple games in the living room downstairs, and they were winning. Mm -hmm. So we're like, all right, we're never moving off this couch for Raider exactly. game. You know what I mean? So. Exactly. But you know, it's funny. So that, that uh, Super Bowl he's talking about where they lost to Tampa. Yeah. Um, that was the first time in my life that I actually ever rooted for the Raiders. Really? I, yes, because that year... The Titans and right. the Raiders played in the AFC Championship sure did, game. Yeah. And typically when my team loses, I like to see the the team that beat me go on to win the championship because that way I know, you know, well, we lost to the to At least the you best lost team. to the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. So I was a Raider fan that day. We smoked the damn Titans too. And oh game. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metallica yeah. playing in the parking lot yeah. before the game. Man, Absolutely. That was good, yeah. man. Well the Titans got their revenge on Sunday. Are you you're not turning coat? No, man. never. Never. Okay, easy with that. Never. Well, there was a little snark to that tone there. Well, I'm a little pissed. <laughs> There's allowed to be a little snark. You're like, here I gave my life to the silver and black, and then there, there goes yeah, my ex-girlfriend yeah. showing up. Exactly. Okay, uh, all right, here we got an email from Frank. Uh, Murph, Uncle Mosh, Swag Jeff, Vinny, and Raider Nation. This was a tough loss. We're not there yet, but we are improving. I think the future is brighter than it has been in a long time. I've been a Raider fan nearly my entire life. I'm a bit older than the Raiders. 
And don't forget, in the Raiders' heyday, we lost many big games, nine or ten playoffs, championships, and Super Bowls. That's the truth, man, and, and I'm reading not from Frank's email now. We, lost, we played Pittsburgh, I think, five times in the AFC Championship game, or at least in the playoffs in the 70s, and we came away with one Super Bowl. Like, yep. when you look at the amount of time, we've actually have taken our lumps. He's, he's absolutely right in big games. Uh, I'm a little tired of the talk against Derek Carr. Many fans seem to think they are better qualified to run the team than Gruden and Mayock. I thought I knew better when Coach Gruden selected Rich Gannon as his choice to run the team the first time. I was whining. Rich Gannon. Why would we want to never been Rich Gannon? It didn't take long for me to change my tune to Rich Gannon. He's great. I confess Coach Gruden knew more than me uh, then, and he probably hasn't changed. I'll continue to believe in him, despite what podcasts, chat rooms, and fans have to say. Raider Nation forever, Frank from NorCal. Awesome nice. job, Frank. And, and that was a super long email compared to last week. Yeah, I know, right? There was <laughs> one-liner last week. Uh, you know what? There's a lot, of, a lot of good sentiment here, and you know, I'll never forget a buddy of mine uh, at the time that Rich Gannon uh, became the, the, the starter for the Raiders. I never forget. We were sitting in a bar down in the Florida Keys, hanging out, watching like ESPN or whatever, and it came up, and I was like, "Yeah, my like, Rich Gannon, that's awesome, man! Like we're Raiders, man. We're all about reclamation projects, like that." Yeah. And he looks over at me dead in the eye and goes, "Rich Gannon will never play for a team as a starting uh, uh, quarterback in the Super Bowl." Ah, uh, and I go, "Okay, we'll see." Sure enough. You know what I mean? A few yeah. years later, here we are. Yeah, and, and then a league MVP the following and year. And then a league MVP the following year. Absolutely. So, uh, well, the year of the Super Bowl, he was a league MVP. Yes, but yes, yeah, yes. But still, point being, though, yeah, is that uh, – uh, so I'm, I'm with you. This one feels a little different because, you know, Rich had – you know, he was a reclamation project. He didn't have six years of history of playing. I think the car criticism and and look and I'm guilty of it here lately too. Not because I'm a me too or a pile on guy, but I think that at some point you've got to look at the the you know the evidence that's preceded today. And we've now got six years of running history of watching this guy play. And I think we're just all finally gotten to the point now where it's kind of fair to wonder. Is he going to be the guy or not? Because it's sure it's not just a year or two. Now there's six, man, and yep. there's been a lot of changes. And now that could be you could say, well, that could be one of the things that's keeping him back. I don't know. It's a whole big area of discussion. Yeah. But what do you yeah. think before you well, get into Paul's email? What yeah, do you think? well, yeah. So, uh, so we've talked for the last couple of weeks about how this next game is the biggest game of Derek Carr's career. It's always the next game. The next game is the biggest. The next game is the biggest. So we had the Chiefs game that was for the division. Car, that was your biggest game, and you laid an egg. Now, to keep your playoff hopes alive, go beat the Titans in Oaktown, and you lay an egg. You know, you you throw away a pass, and you know you do you don't make super smart. He looked decisions. better in the first he half. He did. He did. He, and, got, and, he, he was creating. He was moving. Yeah. He was extending plays. Yeah, I thought, okay, for, yeah, he ran for a first down right there. Yeah. And, and I would think I said it in the group chat, like, wow, he's running, trying to apologize to Raider Nation. I thought know? we were starting the, to the change. First half, he looked good. And I don't know what happened in the second half when they rolled out. I mean, it just you know they just didn't have it. You know something that uh, I brought this up on Mondays with Mikey Murph last night. I want to. I'm going to say the same thing to you sure. and our listeners here on this show, because and I want your feedback. Uh, so, to me, we were we were talking about you know like the play where he threw it away on fourth and one. It was the end of the game, and and my point on that was there are a handful of things that could happen. There were five things that I came up with that could happen. You can get sacked. You can throw a pick. You can uh, incomplete pass. Uh, you can score a touchdown. 
Uh, or I forget what the other one was. You can fumble or whatever it was. Or throw it away. Or throw it away. There you go. Thank you. So those are the five things. All right. But of the things that were in there, so of the possibilities, like none of those, granted, were going to impact the outcome of the game. Sure. Game was over. So none of those things would change the wins and losses. The only thing that was going to change were stats and morale. That yes. was it. Those are the only things that could potentially change. Yes. If that's Kenny Stabler, he's trying to make a play. If that's a lot of other quarterbacks, they're trying to make a play. And I think that, again, this is not, this is not me piling on to Derek Carr. I'm just saying that, and this is partly Gruden, too, because Gruden was completely happy with the way that that thing unfolded. I think it's just a microcosm of what we are as fans seeing the team and the offense doing as a whole, and that is the default becomes give up. The default is not extend, create, make something happen. Like, granted, that pass most likely gets picked off or batted down or whatever. It's most likely not a good outcome, but there is a small chance something could have happened, and since all the things, none of them were going to change the, the, the win or, or lose. Right. Why would you not force something at that point? And I, I just, there's something about the mentality of it's okay to give. Yes. That just doesn't sit right with me. And I think that as fans, that's yes. what's not sitting yeah, right with us. It's not sitting right with all of us. And, you know, because like you said, you had five options there. Throw a touchdown, throw a pick, get sacked, scramble. Or throw it away. And four out of those fives, you're still trying to do something for your team. You know, I mean, everyone has talked about what a great leader that Derek Carr is. And he is. He is. He's, he's a leader of men, you know, not only with his football team, but with his faith, everything. I love the guy. But you know what? When it comes to football leadership, now it's time to practice what you preach a little bit. Ooh, because you know nice. what? Because you know you talk about, you know, and this isn't just a Derek Carr thing. This is the, this is the mentality of the Raiders. Don't give up. Don't give up. Fight to the last whistle. You know, this is the way silver and black does. And when you when you toss a ball away on fourth and one and give the ball back to the opponent, yes, it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because the game was over. But, you know, I mean, come on. You're already on thin ice, dude. Like, make a freaking play. Like, Raider Nation is pissed at you man, right now, you know? Do something, you know? I don't know, man. It's just... I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's tough. It is tough. And I don't think that, that it's, uh, I think we're becoming uniform in our feelings about Derek. It, there's yes. been a lot of divide for a long time. Yes. Uh, as the kids say, there are the stands and then there are the, the, the haters, right? There's the people that are going to love him regardless. Yes. The people that are going to be disappointed with him regardless. And then the most part, like most things in the world, you have your extremes on one, your extremes on the other, and then you have all of us here in the middle. All of us moderates, right? While the the extreme liberals and the extreme conservatives battle it out, there's all of us here in the middle that are just like taking things issue by issue, play by play. Well, Derek is now losing the middle. Like now yeah, we're now all teetering to either side and there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. And your, and your percentage of stands is very small compared to those of all the, the rest of us now that yes. are at least open, not to be aggressively critical of Derek, but at least open to the idea that maybe there are some changes coming. What is John Gruden saying with his messaging here lately today? You were reading. Yeah, me. I was, yeah, I read an article. He said change will happen. 
Like, what does that Not, mean? Yeah, what, what does that mean? Are you going to start Deshaun Kaiser? Does that mean you're going to, you know, change your playbook a little bit? I mean, what 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 is that? It, it, it was left up to interpretation, so we don't know. But, you know, like we've, like, like we've talked about for the last several weeks, I love Derek Carr. And I will love Derek Carr until the day he does not wear silver and black. And he is our quarterback until he does not wear silver and black or the coach feels like there's someone else better. But, you know... Yeah, this middle ground of people now that it's like, maybe we should flirt with the idea of doing something different. You know, we got to. We've got to. I think that it's it's prudent at this point, and I think that we're going to see it uh, sooner than later. Uh, Gruden is the guy that will take chances on on aging quarterbacks and other like he'll consider other options. Yeah, I, you know, and I and I think it's coming up quick. Anyways, let's get to another uh, voicemail or excuse me, email there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so evening, fellas. Another weekend to forget. Uh, we had so, we've had so many punches in the stomach lately, it's hard to keep getting back up. Uh, we hung in there for about 35 minutes against the Titans, but, uh, but they were moving the ball so easily against our defense, uh, it had an air of inevitability about it. Uh, the D.C. issue was summed up with the fourth and one play towards the end of the game when he threw the ball away. In my opinion, you cannot just throw that ball away, irrespective of the scoreline. It would not have made a difference uh, to the result, but surely has to be taken in, uh, has to be taking a scoring opportunity at all times. Uh, one still photo I saw of it, you can actually see the photographer pointing at a huge gap DC could have ran it in him, uh, ran into himself. Really frustrating. That one instance is why people are losing faith in him. Uh, it was as bad to me as Trevor Davis missing the gap on the sweep play versus Kansas City. Uh, whatever the reason and whoever it is to blame, it has to stop because we can't we can't compete with that kind of mentality. So as a consequence, I'm nervous now that we're going to blow the rest of the season. The donkeys are finding a little positivity, little positivity, and you could bet that Philip Rivers is going to do his best to win one last game against us before he retires to his children farm. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line now is for me is to win on this Sunday. We have to win this game. We cannot, under any circumstances, crap the bed against Jacksonville. If there was one wish this festive season that would come true, I hope it's a win on Sunday. We need it for our sake, but primarily for the loyal Bay Area nation. It's vital that we say goodbye in the right way. Amen. The faithful deserve a final send-off to smile about, so Derek and company stop sulking and show us that it isn't just words and you can go out there and kick some Jags' ass. A few things to finish this week. Do we bench Josh Jacobs to protect to protect him against further damage? Do we play Deshaun Kaiser at all? Any or finally, Raider born Rico makes me feel inadequate. Uh, this guy sounds so smooth. Imagine if he looks like George Clooney as well. Lock up your daughters, everyone. <laughs> Fingers crossed for Sunday. Let's hope we're as proud of the team as the fans are in the stadium. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, Paul Egerton, Shopshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner 2019, Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, and two-time winner of the Raiders fan radio Sizzler. Paul! 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 Paul. Hello. Paul. I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. Nice. Appreciate the email there, Paul. As always, Paul from our buddy Shropshire. Paul, our but I can't talk. It's it's early in the day. I'm like kind of out of. Well, yeah. Out of 
Uh, appreciate you, Paul, and your email from Shropshire, Mississippi. A um, couple things there. Uh, that still photo, I've seen that a few times from a few different angles. It's a little bit misleading. So what he's referring to is when Derek Carr rolled out on that final pass, when he first drops back in the pocket, there's a gap on the left-hand side. And I believe the reporter, whoever it was that floated that out there, like circled the amount of space that was over there. And now granted from that perspective, it looks it, but off camera to the left, there's like a safety in a corner sitting out there. And Derek right. Carr's not outrunning those guys like no. in the end zone. So that that picture can be a little misleading. But point being, though, uh, that I, I, I will definitely back Paul on and, and, and others that have pointed this out, if that were an initial read, I don't think it was. That's why he rolled out, because that's where his reads were. Yes. That could have been, like, if he would have been, if that would have been, a, uh, what am I trying to say? If he didn't have to make his mind up, like, because there's that pause, decide, okay, now I'm going to go right. If that would have been more designed, drop back, hit your three steps or whatever it was, and then boom, go, then he might have had a shot at sure. it. But he kind of settled for a minute, then rolled. And so, right. it, you know what I mean? So right. it gave those defenders a chance to recognize what was going on. If that would have been just like, you know, stick your plant foot and take off, right. then it would have been different. I think he yeah. would have been quick yeah, enough to well, get Yeah, you know, and, and the itch, I don't have an issue that he didn't run. Yeah. I don't have an issue. The issue that I have is that, you know, I mean, look, we pay wide receivers and tight ends and running backs a lot of money to go out there and make plays too. It's not just the quarterback's job to make the plays. The receivers and the tight ends and the running backs, they got to do it too. So go just... Throw it. See if they'll make a play. Throw it high. Throw it Let high. Let Darren Waller try to jump up there and Ex- use that 6'6 six, exactly, six frame. You, jump up there and snag it out of ex- the air exactly. or overthrow him, and it's over anyway. And it's over anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and yeah. that The issue that I had was that he gave up instead of trying to let one of his players make a play. Absolutely. Uh, one last thing on Paul's email before we get to the voicemails. Uh, you know, I, I talked about this a lot last night, and I really don't want to just repeat a lot of the same things I said on Mondays with Mikey Murph because you guys have already heard me say this. But I can't stress and and the importance of the Raiders getting this win. Jeff and I, you were, you and I were just talking about it at lunch. That you know this is the last game in Oakland. Like now, like if you give up on a play now, like now you're giving up on the potential for the fans to see you score a touchdown for the last time yes. ever. Like this now, this becomes like the the I don't say it, call them the consequences, but the um what's the word? This not the severity, but like it's. Everything you do on the field, this game is meaningful. Like yeah, every the last time any that play happens in Oakland. Ever. And so I think it's really important to send the Oakland fans home with a win. The fans that have been loyal to this team uh, through the through the, the the toughest of times, really since the return, other than the early Gruden years. Uh, you know, these fans have been through a lot. And I say these fans, because I can't count myself in that crew anymore. Uh, you know, we've, we've attended Raiders home games. Uh, I'm from out there, but th- I'm not the one there week in, week out supporting this team endlessly. And so the Oakland fan, the, I have the utmost respect and uh, reverence for Oakland fan. The city of Oakland, not so much. F the city and the mayor and all the bureaucrats sure. and all the politicians that have led to the Warriors leaving, the Raiders leaving, and most likely the A's leaving. If it wasn't for the Giants suing them for the fan base, they'd been long gone already. Yeah. So they've effectively lost all three professional franchises uh, in a a short uh, window of time. So I don't have any remorse or 
feelings for those people. But for the fans, it's completely different. So for the Oakland fan, Oakland fan frankly deserves to go home with a with a W. Yes. And if you send them home with an L against the goddamn Jaguars of all teams, yep. like, come on, Raiders. Like, please. Like, it's it's beyond just like me being a fan, yep. like, I just want it to be balanced in the universe at this yes. point. Yeah. Like, wh- like, sheesh, Derek, just stop. Be aggressive. Be John Gruden, too. Like, if you've got trick plays, I don't know if they do or not. I don't know if there's flea flickers. I don't know if there's reverse passes pull and throwbacks out. and all that. I don't know if those things are in the playbook or not, but if they are, pull them out. All of them. All of them. Yes. Do ab- this. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to send these fans in Oakland home the right way. Because this is not only just, you know, the last ride in Oakland and all that stuff. This is this will set the legacy. This is the last time Oakland fans are going to see the Oakland Raiders at the Coliseum. I mean, yes, I mean, we're still be, we'll still be fans of the Vegas Raiders and all that stuff. But this is the last time that the Oakland Raiders will have a home game in Oakland. So you got to do it. And so to follow that up, uh, you know, Paul asked, you know, so are they just going to bench Josh Jacobs for the rest of the year to, to prevent him from getting further damage? I don't think so. I think that if he's ready to play, if he is healthy enough to play, I think they'll play him. You know, do do we play Deshaun Kaiser? I don't know. I think right now the coaches, the coaches need to stress what we're talking about to the team, to the player, everybody. Look, we have to win this game. There's, I mean, anything short of that is unacceptable. Win this game for Oakland. Amen. Dude. You know, and so, so do we play Deshaun Kaiser? Does Deshaun Kaiser give us a better chance to win than Derek Carr? I don't know. Let's trust the coaches. That's where, yeah, that's where you, you gotta know? have faith in the guys that are making the you know? call. I don't, I don't think Deshaun. I don't Kaiser's think they will. I, don't think he's, I mean, if there's a forty point blowout, you might see him. But uh, something short of that, then, it, yeah. you know. I mean, it, they're not going to do anything silly like stardom. No. You know? No way. No way. All right. Let's get to some voicemails. We've got quite a few to get to. Uh, we've got a couple repeat offenders in here. Uh, 909-345-3346. Leave us a message. We play it three times. You become a made man or a made woman. And uh, when we get through these voicemails, Swago will have a Sizzler Award uh, to hand out that we award to the best voicemail or email. We, I don't think we've heard from Capo. Normally, we kick off this segment with our call from Aaron. Uh, Aaron the Q Dog Raider. He typically calls us like he right, calls us he like calls right us at the buzzer. Yeah, so I, I don't think we're gonna have a call from Capo unless it gets in here. Uh, and oh, and also this, we just got a call right as we were going live. Uh, if you're happen to call us right now, I'm gonna answer you live. Yes. So just a, I mean, nobody, you're not listening to this yeah, live. That but, last person that called was about five minutes too early. Yeah. Or else we definitely. Otherwise, we had to listen, call, hit you live. So, anyways, uh, all right, let's get to some of these. Good evening, gentlemen. This is Sugar Shane calling in. Mike Murph. Swag. There we go. Jeez. Sorry, I don't know what was going on my phone with. Oh, also, I'm. These aren't edited. I'm, Swago and I are just going off the cuff here. We're just raw and real. We're, man. Yeah, we're just playing them. So if, if there's a curse, I'm gonna have to go back and edit it. But some I go in a lot of times and tighten these things up. So when there's pauses or gaps in there, uh, I'll tighten it up. Well, not this time. So we're just we're just gonna <laughs> yeah, let them fly. Not? Jeez, I don't know why I said Mur- Mike either. So Murph, Uncle Mosh, Swag Jeff. Sorry. There you go. Uh, but this is this is kind of my uh, my post game reaction. Uh, a lot of inexcusable things happened in that game, man. Uh, Worley with the missed coverage and then some. I mean, the guy's got to go. Um, I'm getting tired of him. Um, 
he's had multiple opportunities to try to show up every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, every game. So um, he's he's been on the hit list uh, for Q-Dog. Um, and, and, well, he's been on the hit list for me, and I, I think after this game he's, he's going to stay out there for a while. Anyways, a lot of calls against us were crucial uh, to the fact that um, it just it just seemed like every play was a penalty against us. But I mean, with that said, there wasn't so many, you know. So, but uh, definitely the Waller fumble uh, that cost us big time. That actually put us out of the game. I think, um, you know, it was a shootout at first, and I I just think um, by the second half we we just we crumbled, uh, and that's. That's sad, you know, so, but there was no sacks on my end. So I don't know if, I mean, Tennessee's got a decent line. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to put the no sacks on the day against them. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is not a franchise quarterback as much as, uh, all the media and everybody wants to give Tennessee the attention for him taking over Mariota's job. He is not a franchise quarterback. So I guarantee they will be drafting. A quarterback soon. I don't think so, man. Uh, Jacksonville next week uh, should be a win, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. And uh, we are now in the hunt. And I just have one favor and one favor only to ask uh, to, you know, brighten my spirits and make me more happy. Uncle Mosh, can I have a dozen glazed or powdered donuts? <laughs> Anyways, uh, take care, guys. There it is. Have a good show. Awesome. Appreciate the call. Sugar Shane, he's got one more here. Let's let's hit that. And uh, it's only 14 seconds. Let's see what else he had to say. Sorry, guys. I'm calling in one more time. This is Sugar Shane calling in one more time. Flag Jeff, what the hell is up with your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> Anyways, have a good night, fellas. Nice. All right. I'm with you, Shane. Uh, so, hey, so, Shane, I love the call, man. I was with you on everything except for – uh, the Tannehill portion, and I, I tell you, and Swago is going to uh, give you some, I'm going to call it breaking news here, but what's, tell me some of the info that you've heard w- well, since, locally since about he, him. Since he took over for, for Marcus Mariota, uh, everyone was kind of in, in your boat as well, Shane. You know, that, you know he's, not the, he's, he's Mr. Right now, not Mr. Right. And so, uh, so, but after going now, he's, he's six and one as the starter and has like the second highest completion percentage. And like, I mean, it's just, I mean, he's tearing everybody. He's up. kind of a gamer. Like yeah. he's running for touchdowns. Yeah. He's I mean, fiery. He's, he's leading. He, like, you know, he picked apart, he picked apart Worley. I mean that, and that, that kid from old Miss, AJ Brown, oh is my just, gosh, an, is just a stud and all that. So, I mean, but he picked, he picked the Raider defense apart, which the secondary is, you know, they're no, you know, it is what it is. You know, we're, we're kind of depleted right now in the secondary. But, you know, they're tearing all kinds of guys. I mean, they tore up the Chiefs. You know, I mean, they, they're they for real. And so the, the Nashville media and the team right now, they're saying, hey, give this guy a three-year contract. See what he does. You know, because he's what he's twenty nine or something like that. Yeah, he's still got some time. So I, I, I think he might be their quarterback of the future. I don't see I think them so. draft at least not in any of the nah. higher rounds. We'll see. We'll see what they do next year, and then they might, you know, they might go after Trevor Lawrence from Clemson or something like that. If that if that doesn't work, right, out. right, right. But you know what? I really don't care. I yeah. don't care what they do. You don't care what they do. I don't care what they do. How how cool would this be? How about we? Uh, 
we draft Tua so we can have another left handed uh alabama quarterback uh-huh. and uh, and you know just like kenny was uh so we draft Tua, and then we signed marcus Mariota as his backup and now how, how would that be for your your raiders uh wow top the worlds dude. collide i know right worlds yeah, collide. interesting all right let's go to another one here let's hear from our buddy ruben in vegas hey what's up guys ruben from vegas checking in man one embarrassment secondary trash Man, every Tannehill, really, like, I understand he's been on a little streak since he took over, but really, it's like every time a quarterback plays, they break records. Yeah, you know, true. Far, you true. know, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Man, any any quarterback that comes and plays us, man, it's like they're beating us. You know, I just feel real bad, man. Second-to-last game in Oakland, you know. Carr, I'm sorry, man, he might have the highest percentage completion in Raider history, blah, 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 but... I love the guy, man. He played at the college where I used to live by, uh, Corcoran, California, by Fresno. He's a Bakersfield kid, but dang, man, can, can we get Gannon back? Like, all these little dink and dunk. I don't know, Murph, explain it to me. Maybe like he said about the West Coast offense, whatnot, but can we get Gannon? Can we get the snake? Can we get, dang, man, I'll even take, uh, I don't know, man, I'll take, uh, Vince Evans, you know, <laughs> yeah. somebody, man, but. Tough loss, man. I feel bad for the fans, like I said. You know, we got Jacksonville next. Minshew Mania is coming to town, to Oak ah. Town, and I wouldn't be surprised if the secondary makes him look like, you know, breaking all these records single seasons. But anyways, really quick, though, a big shout-out to the Raiders Foundation and the Raiders and the United States Marine Corps. We had our uh, Toys for Tots thing this past Friday out here. I got to meet two Raider alums. Shout-out to Steve Wisniewski, guard, 89 through 01, and Run DMC himself was there, Darren McFadden, nice, running nice. back 08 to 14. Very cool. They were both there at the Ra- uh, Raider Image Store at the Gallery in Henderson and uh, topped it up for a little bit. I got interviewed with my with my son, my bonus son, Jacob. We are going to be on Raiders.com, so look for that. They told me either Monday or Tuesday. But nice. Oh, very tough cool. Tough loss, man. On to the Jaguars. Win, lose, or tie. Looking at my wall. Raiders till I die. Have a good one, guys. Late. All right, good nice. stuff there from Ruben in Vegas. Congratulations on the interview, man. We'll check out Raiders.com. Absolutely, and, we will. And, and look for you there. So uh, one thing in terms of, of – he asked me about the West Coast offense and asked about, you know, the checkdowns and the Dinkin and Duncan. And, you know, that's just – a feature of that offense. It's just going to be the way that it is. Uh, something that popped up yesterday when I was doing show prep for Monday and Mikey and Murph, I came across this stat that the Raiders throw to their wide receivers second fewest in the league. Jeff, do you know who number one is? So least amount of targets to wide receivers. It would be another West Coast offense team. What would that be, like San Fran or something like that? That's not a bad guess. It's not a bad guess. It's actually the Ravens. Really? Well, yeah, because Lamar Jackson runs it 50 times a game. Well, and he's throwing it out to Mark Ingram. Or he's, yeah, right? Like, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're Andrews. They're tight ends. Right. And so yeah. when you think about the, the wide receivers for Lamar Jackson, he's got Willie Sneed and Seth, Seth freaking Roberts. Yeah, Seth Roberts. Yeah. yeah. So point being, though, is this, Ruben, is that – there, you can still have a dynamic offense and still be Dinkin and Duncan. You just got to have the right players. Right. Clearly, Lamar Jackson is your, at least at this point, MVP, him and Russell Wilson. And so it's just a matter of, of, of what you have to operate within that offense. And for whatever reason, and it's endlessly debatable and we won't go down the path again, but for whatever reason, it's not 
that same dynamicism doesn't exist in the Raiders' offense like it does in the Ravens. Right, exactly. And, and what we talked about last week and, and all that, we talked about the new age of the NFL, the new era of quarterbacks in the National Football League. You don't see as many pocket passer guys anymore. You see guys that are dual threats that can make plays happen. You know what I mean? And you see a team like the Ravens. That's a perfect example. I never would have thought of them. But, uh, but yeah, they... You know, they make plays. They dink and dunk to their running back. They shoot out to their tight end. They have a quarterback that runs 100. You know, he's got 1,000 yards crazy, uh, rushing dude. this yeah. year. You know, the first one since Mike Vick. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you have, to, you have to have a guy nowadays, especially in an offense like this, I think. You have, you have to improvise. You got to make plays. Well, and that's where, you know, look, that's the crazy thing. That's where Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser is more Patrick Mahomes than he is Lamar Jackson or sure. Deshaun Watson or whatever. Like, he's, he's mobile. Like, he can move. Like, but Mahomes isn't known for being a runner. Sure. He's known for his creative passing, but he's elusive. He can, he can, he can get out if he needs to. Yeah. Josh Allen, same thing. Big arm can move, not necessarily like a, quote, runner, like yes. you would think of Lamar Jackson, but that's Deshaun Kaiser. So if that's the evolution of the league, then, you know, that's the right. kind of guys. Now, the, the other thing that's interesting there is, then what does Gruden do with that offense? Does he adapt his West Coast offense to accommodate a player with those skills? Sure. That maybe in a way that, for whatever reason, he hasn't done it for Derek. Because, look, Derek was... Uh, I I'd call him a mobile quarterback, but he could move. Well, that's like, what I was just about to there say. There was more like Aaron Rodgers was. Like, you can get out and go a little bit, right. but he's not, like, again, not a, quote, runner, um, but and not as big-bodied as, like, what somebody like like Kaiser or what what, what Mahomes is, but, you know, somebody that's fluid at least, but there does, it seems like there's nothing in the offense for that to accommodate for what athleticism he does have. Yes, yeah, because what I was going to say, you were naming quarterbacks. You know, you got guys like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, you know, Deshaun Watson, all that stuff. But you know who else does that, like, half the time? It's freaking Carr. You know, I mean, you saw in this game, you know, I mean... He at the first part of the game, you know, he scrambled for a first down. Well, he did the first part, yeah. Yeah, you know, in the first part, so you see those flashes, like, dude, do that all the time. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and that's what I wondered. I wonder how much of that stuff is is coached out of him, or a quote, or or even and that, into and him. that could be too. That could <sighs> be. I don't know, man, because it seemed like he did that a lot more early on, but then he started getting hurt. So then it's like, well, because his fans were only left to interpret what we see and it's like well is he not doing it because he doesn't want to get hurt anymore like we don't know man sure but for whatever reason it changed yeah, he, or, i mean yeah he could have been coached to say hey look we don't want you to get hurt again you know maybe just stay in the pocket yeah, exactly and then you, know? you look at like deshaun watson like they're talking about him like he opens himself up for those hits that guy gets when he i mean he holds the ball and he gets hit and he gets sacked yeah or then you look at lamar jackson not so much He'll he'll take a step out of bounds. He'll throw the ball away. Yes. like he'll he'll avoid that stuff. Yes. where Deshaun's taking the taking the hits. You know yes. what I mean? And yeah. those look they add up over time. Look at Cam Newton. Look at Roethlisberger. Look at those guys. Yeah, Mariota. Mariota. Like yeah. they, you can only get hit for so long. You know what I mean? But all right, let's get into another one here. Uh, another call from the five five nine again. I these aren't, these aren't screens, so I don't know who we're who we're hearing from necessarily, unless you. Google gives us a little bit of a, uh, whatchamacallit, transcript. transcript. Yeah. And so if it clearly states it there, then I'll know who it is. But other than that, I don't know who these callers are. So this one might be Running Bear. Hello, Uncle. Uncle Mosh. Yes, it is. Swag Jeff. Good call. Made men and women. This is Running Bear from Tulare, California. You know, last year we went 4-12. and 12. At the beginning of the year, I thought we would go 8-8. Eight and eight. 
And then we had some outstanding play by people on both on our defense and our offense, and we at a point where we're six and four. And I thought we were going to go places this year. I had hope. But I still, in the back of my mind, I still said eight and eight. When you look at our, our roster today, when we came out, lost today, we were starting Zay Jones. We had had to replace a right tackle because he was out. Trent Baum was out. We had Doss playing. Gafford, Rico Gafford playing. We had so many people not in the game. Josh Jacobs. We just ran out of players. We were 21-21 at halftime. Our biggest problem is that we have so many injuries, so many young players, and our, quite frankly, our coordinators are also failing us. They're not putting players that we have left in the right positions. We are way undermanned on defense. Our wide receivers are just not showing up. It's just not a good thing. Um, but you know what? There's hope in this team. When you look at your young players, look at Jacobs. You look at Engel. Then you look on the defensive side and you look at Crosby, Farrell, Abrams when he comes back from injury. We have, and more, and there's so many other ones for not, I didn't mention. We're going to be good. It's just going to take some time. We need a good draft next year. You know, and people are saying get rid of Carr. You know what? Carr is not the, not the complete problem here. You know, I don't have a problem getting another quarterback to compete against Carr, but to trade him or get rid of him would be would not be smart. But it sets back for more than just one year. It'd be multiple years would set us back unless we got a miracle and got, you know, the next best quarterback in the league in the, in the draft, which is not likely to happen. That's that's a very rare thing. That's not something you can count on. What we need to do is take a deep breath and realize we were an eight and eight team at best this year. And that's where we're probably going to end. we got next year to build on. And uh, all of you, I love you all. And uh, proud to be a made man and proud to be a great nation. You guys have a great night. All right, appreciate running Bear into yes. Laure. Great uh, voicemail, my friend. And, yeah, you know, he makes a point, Jeff, about the Raiders playing deep into their roster. And, you know, I've, I've referred to it a few times now about the Raiders running out of talent. And that's kind of what yeah. I mean is that, you know, we don't – we didn't – we had more depth this year than we have had in recent years, yes. but still we're not overly deep. And that's what you got to be to win a championship. Exactly. Exactly. Cause you know, we, we just found out another one that Foster Moreau's out for the year, oh my you know? Gosh, so it's dude. just, just another, just another fatality and just this goofy season. And we were talking about it over lunch today that just uh, not even just the Raiders, but the NFL this year, I don't know what it is, but there's been more season ending injuries of big name guys. I mean, the entire league is halfway depleted. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, yeah. But having to play deep in your roster like that, it's, I mean, it's tough. It absolutely is. Yeah. Who was it? Was there someone last night? That someone, uh, who was it? Someone that has had an ACL. Oh, the guy from uh, uh, the Seahawks. What They had the, one of their running backs. Was it? Uh, Carson? Yeah. He's out for the year with an ACL. Wow. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. Yep. And I, I wonder how much of that has to do with the, you know, with all the the rules now, where the the players aren't able to practice as much, and I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing things. I'm throwing it out there. Literally, I have no yeah. scientific, uh, you know, basis on this. But I just I'm curious if the lack of, uh, you know, 
conditioning or whatever else. You know what I mean? Just the sure. practicing. I wonder if that's led to any of this stuff, or if it's just a coincidence. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it, and it, and it's funny. So you know, we've been kind of we've been crit- critical of Carr. We have, but you know, but so but look look who he's got to throw to right now. So Foster Moreau is now out. You got uh, Hunter Renfro out. You know, you got Ty Williams, who is a great number two receiver. Uh, and but you know, so you got the top corners in the league. AB never got going. AB never got going, and you know, so you know, so you had a great number two in Ty Williams, and so you got the top corners in the league covering Ty Williams. But then when you got backups like you know Keelan Doss, who you know we love the kid, but he's a he, practice squad. He's player, a practice man. squad guy, you know, and and Zay Jones is maybe a fourth best receiver, and Gafford is a guy we signed off of the practice squad, you know, stuff like that. So when you got your second corners covering these guys, I mean, you know, I mean, it makes their secondaries, you know, whether they're good or not, makes them look great. So, you know, it, it took go to def- Carr's defense just a little bit. You know, I mean, who who else he got? Well, you now know? they're keen on Waller, too. We uh, had a little bit of interaction with Coach Randy Hansen this week on social media, and he was talking about that. How about now how teams are putting big corners on Darren Waller. They're yeah. not trying to cover him with linebackers. They understand his athleticism. They're, yes. they're trying. They're covering him now with big corners, and, yes. they're, and they're taking him out of the game a lot of times. Absolutely. All right, uh, looks like Ruben in, Be- Ruben in Vegas called us back. Hey, guys. Ruben in Vegas calling again. After sleeping it, uh, sleeping through it last night. Um, just want to real quick, man. I know the Raiders, man, we've been decimated, you know, with the, everything going on with the AB, the uh, injuries and what. Okay, it's just so funny. Wow. I, this this happens to us a lot. We'll talk about something uh-huh. and then it like the next caller. Yeah. Like brings that this is like yeah. this is literally the first time I'm clicking on any of yeah. this stuff. Well, and this is this is real. This is raw. This is raw this and is real. Just, yeah, yeah. So this That's is pretty so cool. Funny. Good stuff. Uh, injury bug has been hitting us pretty good. You know, overall, man, you know, we've had a two wins so far more this season and you know, it's not all Derek Carr's fault. Got injuries. We don't have a true number one receiver like I threw in my last rant. We need Gannon back or Stabler. You know, Gannon had Hall of Famers as Rice and Brown with them, and uh, Stabler had you know Belitnikov and Branch and Casper and whatnot. But you know, it's just one game at a time. It's an emotional game. You know, emotional. when I called yesterday right after the game, uh, and I've been through the Andrew Walters and uh, Jamarcus uh, Russell days. You know, so you know, ain't nothing new. Just you know, just want. Just consistency, you know. Just want to win, and you know, I'm a Raider till I die. Um, I'm a, you know, car fan. He went to Fresno State. That was the college in my area, like I said. Um, but you know, just just need to get, you know, some wins and get back back to it, you know, guys. And really quick, I just want to give a shout out to my son Jacob. Uh, today's his birthday. Twelve nine. Happy nine. birthday, Jacob. Uh, nice. Happy birthday, Jacob. Love you, son. Hope you like the. The Jacobs jersey we got you. Oh, good nice. one. You have a great day. And win, lose, or tie. Raiders till I die. I'm out. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great gift. And I'm sure he'll love it. Absolutely. Well, yeah. All right. Let's go to, I don't know who this one's from. Oh, uh, maybe Houston Raiders, Steve. Hey, Murphy Mosh, Swag Jeff, uh, made men and made women, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raiders, Steve, the historian. I had to write a script this season as another one bites the dust. Man, I've been a fan for 51 years, and this West Coast offense that Gruden's trying to run, it's like trying to reinvent the wheel. Uh, they figured, like they said, uh, Honey Badger said for the Chiefs, they figure out our offense based on the formations. We're predictable. We don't make any adjustments, apparently, or very few. 
Gunther is uh, should be let go. They re- need, need to get rid of this uh, West Coast 49ers offense that worked back in what the 80s. Joe Walsh days. <laughs> Joe Walsh, you know, might as well be Rocky Joe Walsh, Mountain Way. But uh, this offense is predictable. <laughs> they don't throw the ball deep. They don't do anything to stretch the field. They, they you're supposed to open up the, the whole field and they bring it down to a small part of the field. And this this isn't working. It hasn't been working now for two years. Either Gruden's got to get his, um, you know what, together and change up the offense and open it up, open up the playbook. You win games by throwing down the field instead of being predictable and shortening the field. Greg Olson, maybe he needs to go too. Derek Carr, um, he's like a he's like a Pinto or a Pacer car with a whole bunch of stuff added to the car, trying to drive around the freeway, running on fumes. I mean, this is ridiculous, man. I'm I'm the biggest <laughs> car fan there can be. He's a good Christian, a good man, but uh, he needs to show some fight. People are paying good money. They're traveling halfway across the country just to see one game, to see this, you know what, show. This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm always going to be a fan. I'm never going to jump the ship, never walk the plank. But I got so bad yesterday, I went country and western dancing with my best friend Sheila because I couldn't watch this, you know what, show that they were putting up in the second half. Wow. You don't make adjustments. You don't you don't do anything to change it up, Gunther, Gruden, Olson. Why should people sit there and watch the second half of your games and everything when you know that you don't make any adjustments or very few, and it's just a, you know what the second half. I mean, please. I mean, they've lost all these games because the second half they play real good in the first half, but the second half or or at least the the fourth quarter they disappear. This time they disappeared in the in the after halftime. At least Tannehill's out there making plays yesterday. He even tackled Maurice. I mean. Uh, that you know the guy from Hurst, you know. I mean, they, they the guy fumbles the ball, they run it back for for a touchdown. I mean, Tennessee's at least Tennessee makes the adjustments, and all these other teams make adjustments. You know, go out and go out and do something, change it up. This is like watching you know, the Titanic take on water. Man, this is like you know we get all teased at the beginning of the season. You know, I should have known Antonio Brown was the you know should have been a preview of what's going to happen. You know the the, the Google Voice has claimed oh, <laughs> Wow. Steve called us back, Jeff. Do you want to comment on his first part of his call? Yeah, there? You, yeah you know what? I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I'm with you, man. You know, I mean, at some point, you know, something's got to change. You know, I mean, you think a guy, you know, and you know a guy like Gruden, who we, you know, when he wasn't coaching, we watched him do his you know, QB camps and all this stuff. He sees what works. Yeah. You know, and so maybe, it, you know, and maybe he's, maybe he was talking about himself when he said changes will be made, you know, maybe open it up a little bit, man. You know, I mean, this is the first time I think I've ever really seen someone be so vocal about your offense is easy to read, dude. I mean, we're picking it apart. It's easy. So, you know, maybe he maybe he needs to do something with himself. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, man. It's a good good point. And uh, first off, uh, well, I'm not going to apologize for Google Voice. Google Voice has its time limit, Steve. We're going to let you get your second part of your call in. But um, uh, I like Steve's passion here. Steve's yes. a very knowledgeable guy, and we hear from Steve regularly. Yes. That's about the most feisty I think we've heard, Steve. Yeah. And that goes back to my point or the top of the show, man, like – you know, the middle is moved now. Like we're over this, like, let's go, let's get it figured out. Whatever that is. Uh, let's get it, get it moving. The one thing where I do kind of stray from Steve's opinion a little 
is uh, I don't think we need to replace coaches. I'm not a fan of replacing coaches. We've seen the way that the league ebbs and flows enough to know that, you know, you can't just change a coach and completely. Now, if you have something dysfunctional going on or if it's a clear, absolute train wreck or whatever, then that's fine. But when you, I don't think it's right to hold Olsen or even Gunther accountable when you look injuries aren't an excuse I get it but you're talking about some of the most key positions that these guys either drafted or 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 uh, uh, signed free agents to play these positions and those players are going down so I mean it's yeah it's really hard when you lose Joyner and Abram and perfect essentially the middle of your defense yeah Carl Joseph you know I mean like, it's really Come on, you it's know, tough. We lost Markel Lee for a little while. I mean, we were, yeah, just completely. I'd love to see. And then a you full... lo- and then trade away Conley or Grant. You know what I mean, or whatever. Like you just look at the f- the fluidity of the personnel. It's hard to hold the counter. Now that said, there are ca- the other side of that. The cases to be made that well, Pittsburgh went through it too, and look what Mike Tomlin has been able to do with his team. They also have been decimated by injuries. They're going with a quarterback named Duck for crying out loud, like. And they're still been able to rattle off uh, eight victories on the season, and are you know right now in the but second you see, long. But you spot. see what he's doing; he's adjusting. Well, that's the thing. And so, is are the coaches incapable of doing that, or do they not have the personnel to be able to adjust to? Sure. I, well, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm just not a fan of running off. No, I coaches, don't. No, I don't think not so after either. a couple years. Like just like we were with Derek. Like now, here we are six years into this in this journey with him. Okay, are we then now willing to to look at until we get? Four years, you know, end up to Paul Gunther, then I'm not ready to run him off, nor Greg Olson. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I'm willing to be patient with it. Yes. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go back to Houston and hear the rest of Steve's call. Hey, this is Houston writer Steve of the Grim Reaper. Google Voice got <laughs> me this time. I thought I anyway. To make a long story short, this is the second year of uh, Gruden's offense. Too late for that. And it hasn't produced that much. Uh, we lost a hell of a lot kidding. more games than we won. We love you. Cars afraid to make mistakes. Um, and go against that. They don't throw the ball downfield. This has been a predictable, you know. I know Trent Brown's hurt, and Josh Jacobs has been playing with a hurt shoulder all this year, but we've been decimated by injuries to Renfro. Oh, no. What'd you do? I clicked the wrong button. Uh, oh, we've lost gosh. a hell of a lot more games than we won. Cars afraid to make mistakes. Um, and go against that. They don't throw the ball downfield. This has been a predictable, you know. I know Trent Brown's hurt, and Josh Jacobs has been playing with a hurt shoulder all this year, but We've been decimated by injuries to Renfro and Abram and all the other, you know, put in a name there. This is that time of year. But, you know, we were teased. We're like, we meet this really hot girl at the bar and everything. And, uh, you know, she gives your phone number and either she gives you a wrong phone number or then you finally do go out with her and she says, you know, I really like you a lot, but I'm going to put you in the friend zone because I just don't see it happening. We were teased. We were teased again, like Charlie Brown. They took away the football and he fell flat on his teaser. <laughs> Man. I guess we just have to look forward to the draft next year. You know, we're one or two uh, drafts away. Hopefully next year we'll draft these players. We'll make a difference. We've got, what, 22 to 25 bona fide starters on this team. And the rest of it backs up, back up for wannabes. Man, being a Raider fan, they really test me. I'll always be a fan till I die, even when they put me in the coffin. But they sure as hell don't make it easier. We sure were teased. Now they say we're, we're in the hunt. Well, no, this season's over with. It was over, you know, two games ago up in Kansas City. Anyway, go Raiders, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everybody. Bah humbug to the Coach Gruden. You think he'd learn by now? 
he'd sign him. And you get they need to get rid of Gunther and Olsen. That would be my Christmas present. I hate to see people get fired, but if I did what the kind of crap they do on their jobs, I would have been fired weeks ago. Thanks. Go Raiders. Y'all are awesome. Bye. Thank you, Steve. Tell us what you really think, Steve. Oh my gosh, we appreciate you, Steve. We yeah. love you, have a hand. He's I'm telling you, Steve's fiery, Jeff. Yep. Steve is fi- cousin Sonny just sent me a text a couple minutes ago and he said, uh, are you gonna be forty seven this year? And I wrote, Yes, because I will. My next birthday will be forty seven. And he goes, The Raiders have played forty seven seasons in Oakland. Oh that's fun, huh? How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. That's way cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, okay, next up, we got two more calls to get to. Uh, I don't know who this one is. Again, I can only go off the transcript, and I don't see a name, so we'll see. You know the city. Oh! Uh, Titans versus Raiders game. What a horrible mess that was. Giving up, like, 530 yards of offense. Are you kidding me? 42 points? The hell is this? This defense is trash. You know what I'm saying? Paul Gunther got to go. Buckner got to go up to defensive coordinator or assistant coordinator. Something's got to happen because this defense is trash. Now, I'm not trying to excuse Derek Carr by any means, but I can see why the Raiders aren't, haven't been doing anything these past three games, giving up a lot of points. But at the same time, the offense hasn't been doing their job as well. I get why Josh Jacobs was inactive, you know, wide risk it for the for this season. You know, the preacher's still bright with him, so I have him sit out. Same with Moreau, same with Renfro. If it's a rookie, have him sit out for the rest of the season if they're injured, you know. Why risk it, you know? Um, chance to make the playoffs is like slim to none. But surprisingly competitive AFC this, this time around. So, anyway, other than that, I just want the Raiders to win the final game in Oakland and potentially win in L.A. because I'm sick of these damn Chargers pretending to be an L.A. team. Like, honestly, like, move back to San Diego or go go to London. Amen. You don't deserve to be in L.A. I don't have a fan base here. I go outside right now because I see five or more Raiders fans out here. Chargers fans, I've never seen them. All right, it's still Raiders all day in L.A. because you know the city. Anyway, I finally finished my essay, and <laughs> I finished my semester. Hey! So, yeah, I won't be rushed struggling to finish essays or do my homework now. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyway, as always, go Raiders. Awesome. Appreciate that, Beto. School first, kids. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Keep that your priority. And, uh, you know, Jeff, the NFL doesn't make a lot of mistakes and the mistakes that they do make are easily overcome because they are the powerhouse sporting league. And I don't want to say the world. Cause I know that like, you know, some of the like, you know, European soccer and stuff yeah, is like, FIFA and all that's that, yeah. some big uh-huh. stuff. But in terms of like a singular league, uh, the NFL is, is, is top dog. Oh, yeah. It's not, no Absolutely. one's even close. So because of that, and because of the loyalty of, of the, of its fans, uh, it even when they do whiff on things, typically they're uh, easily overcome. Moving the Chargers to L.A. was a whiff of monstrous proportions. Yes. The idea that all they had to do was ask Raider fan who owns Los Angeles, yes. and we could have told like 
there, there is, when you look at like just our little podcast that we do here, aside from the Bay Area, there is a vast disproportionate amount of our listeners, or proportionate if you think of it in those terms, that are in Southern California. Yes. Like Raider fan owns Southern California. They moved the wrong team to LA. They should have figured out a way to get the Raiders there. But the only thing is if they would have done that, it would have completely dwarfed what the Rams are doing. Like, the, you know, L.A. is a Raider town, man. And yes. so I, 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 that was a huge mistake. You know, guys like your dad, who are longtime San Diego residents, you know, guys like Mojo. And, like, we hear from a lot of San Diego people. Like, yes. San Diego fan did not travel with that team. Absolutely like, not. There's a lot of us Raider fans that are like, okay, well, we don't. We don't, you know, we would rather them be in Oakland, but I get it. They're moving to Vegas. Okay, fine. We'll still be fans. Yeah. There are a crap ton of San Diego Charger fans that were like, yeah, no, I won't be rooting for them anymore. Yeah. That, like my dad included. There you go. My dad included. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyways, great call, Beto. Great point there, man. And and, I, and I'm with you, dude. I think that was a major oversight. Very arrogant move uh, uh, by the Spanos family in the NFL uh, on that one. All right. We're, well, we got one more here. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure who this is. Uh, let's. Oh, maybe Coach Davis. Let's see. What's up, Murph? Uncle Marsh, yep. Swag Jack, Capo, Aaron the Q Dog, <laughs> Raider, made man, made women. This is your uh, two time, two times, two time. award winning Coach Davis checking in. Uh, before I say what I got to say, I want y'all to understand my credentials. All right, y'all talking to someone that not only played in, but coached and drafted a penitentiary flag football team that went to three championships, winning two out of those three. Nice. The third, we was cheated in true Raider fashion. But anyway, <laughs> let me get to the point. Do y'all want a damn dynasty or a measly old Super Bowl? What do y'all want? You know, I hear a lot of people sitting there saying, we need to win now. We need to win now. Look at the Lambs. They tried to win now. In a couple years, that roster is just going to be done. They done gave away their entire future for Jalen Ramsey. Done paid all these high contracts to these players that they're not going to win a Super Bowl with. Yeah, they got to one, but they didn't win it. Right? Right. Okay. So, look, man, we're not built to win a Super Bowl right now anyway. Far from a dynasty. But give Mike Mayock and John Gruden some time. I don't want to hear about this whole, uh, we need to get rid of Carl. We need to do this. Yeah, maybe we do in the future. But right now, we need to build a team. You know? We need a, a quarterback to be able to step into a good situation, not a bad one. You know? Just give us some time, man. Y'all have some patience. I'm tired of hearing y'all cry. It's okay. You know what I mean? John Gruden was in a booth for many, many years looking how dynasties were, were built and and uh, how to maintain them, you know? Mike Mayer's been a draft guru for, I can't, for a long time, man. I listen to that dude on every draft. I kind of miss not being able to hear his expert opinion, but I I'm glad he's with us. Yep. So why don't y'all just be patient, calm down, pump the brakes. We're not built to deal with all these injuries because we don't have the depth yet. Let them get this team deep, please, without crying about it. It's okay, man. Just enjoy the next three weeks. That's all we have. And then we're going to be begging for some damn football. All right? right. Love y'all. I'm out. Great point, Coach Davis. And that's that's where I've, I've landed on this thing, Jeff. I've, 
I've been so bummed and so let down, as we all have. Yeah. You know, so disappointed these past few weeks. But you know what? That's ultimately what it is, that we got three more of these things, and then we're going to be starving for yes. NFL football. Absolutely. And starving for uh, Raider football uh, in particular. So, yeah, you know, as, as disappointing at times the season has been, then let's just uh, let's absorb it for what it is. And, and look, you know, literally one game at a time, whether you're on the field or you're off, and we are off the field as fans. And, uh, you know, we got one game left. In Oakland. So yep. let's embrace the Oakland Raiders one last time officially, and uh, let's hope we get it done against the Jaguars. But great call there, Coach Davis. Appreciate that. And, uh, uh, you know, always dig your takes, always dig your passion, and congrats on your championships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, sure. Swaggo, what you got? So, so let, we so got a sizzler to, to award here. We do. We do. So let's break it down. So we started uh, We started the, uh, started the day off with uh, some emails from Tampa Raider and uh, Frank from NorCal and Paul in Shopshire. And uh, then we hit the calls. Uh, there was no call from the Capo today, but we uh, but we did get to talk to Sugar Shane a couple of times, uh, who called out Worley, uh, Waller's fumble, and kind of just uh, talked about some reasons for the L's uh, that we took. Uh, and also, he requested that Uncle Mosh get him some donuts. Uh, then we talked to Ruben in Vegas a couple times, who was embarrassed and said that car stats may be deceiving. And then uh, he said, but it is not all on car. Uh, he talked about some depleted receivers that we have. Uh, we talked to Running Bear, who had high hopes for the season like we all did, uh, and we're playing deep into the roster. But he also highlighted some good spots as far as Max. Max. And, uh, Josh Jacobs and all that. Uh, then we got to talk to Historian Raider Steve, who uh, who said change or changes are needed from top to bottom. Coaches, game plans, players. Uh, the team pulled a Charlie Brown on us. And then we talked to uh, we talked to Nine Volt, who had nothing good to say about the Raider defense right now, but that we need a W desperately in Oaktown this Sunday. And he said it was a terrible move for the Chargers to move to L.A. Uh, but we talked to Coach Davis. Yes. And Coach Davis, uh, he said, "Man, it takes time. Let's build this dynasty. Yeah. Don't don't give up on the boys yet." And he is an all-star penitentiary football player and coach. This week's Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award goes to Coach David. Nice. Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today. From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Congratulations, Coach Davis, on yeah. I believe your third, third Sizzler yeah, Award. Yeah, the hat trick. I love it, man. Great job by him, and I appreciate your support as always. And uh, uh, congratulations on the success of your YouTube show with you and your daughter, Harley Raiderette. Uh, great job by you both there on that. So uh, thank you to you, and uh, great take, man. We've got to give it some time. Let them build depth, man. I'm, I'm with, right. with Coach Davis on that. Uh, we need depth. We don't just need to be a, a shallow, you know, one-time flash in the pan. So anyways, uh, thank you to all of you that called tonight. Thank you for your endless support of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, we appreciate you all so, so very much. Uh, all of the made men and women out there, all of you callers, 
all of our emailers, all the people that support us on social media. One last thing on that topic. Hey, contact us like crazy via the email, via the voicemail. If we don't respond to your messages on social media, please don't take that the wrong way. We get so many that uh, it's hard for us to keep up at times. And so if you don't, if you definitely want to get us a message, get it to us uh, one of those two ways. Yeah, so so thanks uh, on behalf of uh, on behalf of Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is your boy Swag Jeff. Thank you, Sugar Shane, Ruben in Vegas, Running Bear, uh, Historian Raider Steve, Nine Volt, and Sizzler winning Coach Davis for calling into the show today. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And also thanks Cliff Branch for in 1973 having 15.3 <laughs> yards per reception to give us episode 153. So for Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. Thank you very much for listening to Raiders Fan Radio. What happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Good night, everybody. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.